Check it, check, check, check a ding dong. Check a check a ding dong. Yeah, no, it sounded pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've been obsessed with Disney soundtracks since we listened to the Bare Necessities. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. No, it's really cool because at the end of the Disney soundtracks, they have like interviews with the guys that wrote all the music. Oh, cool. And they have like a piano with them, and they're like playing all the other songs, and it's really like these dudes are just like. The Disney songwriters in the yeah. late 60s, dude, they're super talented oh, yeah, guys. And it's some of the stories and shit and, like, the the stories about how they got to where they were going. And just, like, it's just really interesting, really interesting. Because cool. um, those music, the, that that music is just such a part of my, like, primordial childhood. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's cool to hear it all again and the different versions of it. And um, I guess they released, like, a jungle book extended version of the oh. album with a bunch of new songs that were in the album but they were in the spirit of the album and those songs are great i don't cool. know if i can ever dig them up but yeah those robin hood and um jungle book those two those two walt disney movies yeah. man i fucking love those them, are great love them so much Classic. love them so much yeah. the, and the music from jungle book is just so great the music from robin hood i don't there's 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 like two or three songs on it that are okay but some of it's pretty pretty bad mm. But um, yeah, I don't remember that as much. Oodalali, oodalali, golly, what a day! Oh, yeah. That one, that yeah. that's a great, that's a great tune. Roger Miller does a lot of the music in okay. uh, Robin Robin Hood, but then there's some that is not so, not so great. Yeah. You know, just real sentimental '60s stuff that the Disney's people do. But sure. speaking of real sentimental stuff, oh boy! Last episode, as everybody knows. Um, Hopefully everybody knows if they're doing their doing their proper listening. We got a little bit etiquette. higher. Um, we got a little bit higher. We're a little bit closer to the big J man in the sky, yep. thanks to Spenny yeah, that's right. bringing us a, a Creed old gold. Mm-hmm. And as much as I closed my eyes and did like the the the, the silent nod for a little while when mm-hmm. I was told that what that what that was, it turned out to be like kind of a, a pleasant surprise. Right. And you know, I might do one of those um, questionable soul things as making a, a Creed playlist yeah. to enjoy while I walk around yeah. and get like pumped up to take on the demons of greater right. society. Yeah, you know, I think that 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 might be a plan. Might not be a bad idea. Yeah, you know. Um, so I, I I wanted to exchange the favor and keep it in that same sort of like time period. Mm-hmm. This is going to definitely be a little bit of a different style of band, I would say. Um, not as heavy, of course, but again, like it was one that kind of had a similar trajectory to um, Creed mm. in the sense that they kind of started out... Um, not really like expecting to do a whole lot um, as far as um, their first album or whatever and it just took off like in a way that was just beyond what they could ever imagine you know and they had a test single you know um, and that was picked up by the radio and they didn't really even intend for it to be like even delivered to a lot of the radio stations they were just like oh we'll just kind of like put this out and play it in some of the record stores and see like what people think of it or whatever Mm -hmm. um real kind of a murky slow start to the album and it just fucking took off like crazy yeah we're talking about the counting crows it's the counting crows counting crows i think is what it is okay yeah that we're talking about yeah counting crows and they're from uh san francisco okay um of course the lead singer does have dreadlocks Mm -hmm. is he black Eh, ish ish okay i think nowadays he would be 
right. t- telling you that right. he is. You know, he's I, like I don't know. Sean King Black. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> who I love, by the way, for the record. Oh, yeah, I love oh. that old Talcum X. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Is that like a Tucker Carlson? I don't know where, where I heard that. Yeah, uh, someone call they call him Talcum X a lot in the comments uh, when they're angry at him. <laughs> oh no! No, it's sort of a beautiful thing. I, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Um, so he's a little bit of a Talcum X too, okay. but he never really played off. You know, he doesn't sing like a God, Lord knows he doesn't sing like a black person. He sings like a, oh, he yeah. sings like a hymn. You know, like there's right. not a whole lot of other ones that came out and really belted it out like he did. Right. Yeah. But man, his lyrics are fucking really amazing. Okay. Cool. And I want to start by playing like that first single that wasn't really meant to be a single, but turned into be like a, just a huge, huge fucking song in the mid nineties. No, God, no. Oh. Oh, that was that was after they jumped the shark. Oh, one, okay. That one. Oh, we're not doing that. We're not, okay. We're not doing that song. Okay, interesting. That's the only song I really know by them. Oh God, no. Oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that was after it was all bad. Okay. Um, no, this is um, this is when they were like a hungry, and he had a, like a weird inferiority complex where he was really like, he wanted to be famous like so much you know mm. what i'm saying and this kind of song is about that and we'll talk about this a little bit later but he got his wish and it didn't like gotcha go the way that he was really thinking it was yeah. but he's kind of a homely dude mm-hmm. um you know he had some he had some like social anxieties and some different things like that mm-hmm. and um he really let it go on this video for this song if you ever get a chance to watch it where he seems like he's a little he's like joe cocker you know he's like he's like someone that you know, he's like Greta Thunberg. Thern- it's like, mm. you know, I know that she's like, there's some things going on here that I really am getting, but is there some mental illness going on in right. there too? What else is going on? Right. You know, it's there's some problems behind right. the scenes here for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, and he was definitely given that off at yeah. this, this thing. But listen to the song because I think that um, it's, a, it's a song about wanting to become famous. And it's also kind of like a song to your penis. In a way, I I I've I interpreted the song to think that like Mr. Jones is kind of like that. Mr. Uh, Jones and me is that that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I feel like it is like uh, his um libido or his like that desire to yeah. be like popular and loved and all that sort of thing, and it's kind of a conversation with him. And if you think about it in that terms, it becomes like a little bit more complex and interesting lyrically. Okay. So gotcha. let's check out Mr. Jones, even though Spenny already kind of let us enjoy a little bit of it yeah, okay. there. But, I um, didn't know that was them, but yeah, it makes so, sense. So let's, let's check it out, and we'll be right back. Sweet. Mr. Jones and me. <laughs> we all stopped Yeah. No, that's good. That's that's a good song. And so in, in the metaphor, like flamenco dancers would be like the women's like sexual thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like where Mr. Jones is like, I'm flirting with this red this this blonde haired world, which is like the intellectual level. 
and then Mr. Jones is flirting with that Spanish flamenco dancer, right. you know, which is like her sexual sort of inclinations gotcha. too, you know. And all the everybody's perfect for Mr. Jones, but there's nobody that's like lining up for him, right. you know. And I'm saying yeah. the other part of him that is the more complex, nuanced right. bit. Right. But it's weird considering the band, you know that. Um, how he talks about how much he wants to, I mean it's a song about how much he wants to be famous and it's almost like yeah. this prophetic explanation of exactly what happened through the making of this song yeah interesting you know I want to look at the video and see myself staring right back at myself you know yeah but except that everything went exactly the opposite of how he imagined it would be that's about as happy as you can be when everybody loves you that's mm -hmm. about as happy as you can be mm -hmm. you know and that was that turned out not to be mm -hmm. not to be the case right. for him yeah. you know um and i just don't i just don't think he was ever like geared or prepared for it you know because this this song became like um like one of the most played videos on um mtv that year you know which means that it was on like every half an hour every hour for a good chunk of the year you know and i don't know that the song ever made number one but it was like you know it was a huge just like thing i mean yeah. he became he went from nothing to being like he's got dreadlocks you know what i'm saying like right. a guy that doesn't really even know more than five or three or four songs by them you know what i mean like you still you can see him yeah you know because it became like that piece of like iconic cultural yeah, totally you know if you're seeing like a bunch of 90s clips like that video a lot of times makes that cut yeah you know what's the guy's name oh damn like like okay siri what's the lead singer of counting crows name Adam Doritz is is the oh, singer, I'm okay. sure. Yeah, and um, Miller Powers is the guitarist. Yeah, Millard yeah. Powers. That's a Millard sick Powers, yeah. name. David Immergluck. That's not as cool. <laughs> Dan Vickery. And also not as cool. David Bryson. That's that's like a. David Bryson. It's five o'clock news with David Bryson. David Bryson. Yeah, I like it because it's 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 a first name twice. Yeah, and that's what you need sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. You've got a first name twice. Barely though. Yeah, it's Lynn yeah. is hardly a first name. It's a girl's first name. It is. Yeah. So it is a first name twice. It's just not quite like you could be like, you know. But that's like how like Richard Spencer Maxwell. See that would be like that's Spencer a fully, Maxwell at yeah. ten o'clock news. Yeah. You could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Spencer. Yeah, but Spencer Lynn, like it's Spencer Lynn's Italian cooking hour, right? You know that that's where that that that's where that, yeah, that. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's first names, but it's still like one that works, right? It's Craig Conkin, Craig Conkin is like what you know, like Craig's barely even a name, and then Con <laughs> and then Conkin, they're just like you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Con Conkin is well, I think it works in that it's like a. Uh, it's got a lot of hard consonant. Yeah. You know, Dantana. Yeah. It's got like Craig Conkin. But it's Conkin on the bunkin and the, you know, yeah. it's like, it's just kind of goofy too. It's a, it's a little goofy. It's a little horse. It's a, it's like a noise that a, that a, that a goose would make. 
Conkin. 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 You put it like that. Yeah. Conkin. Craig Conkin. Craig Conkin. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Yeah, I guess so too. I fi- I figured it out in like third, fourth grade. Someone yeah. helped. Someone helped me figure that yeah, out. Someone, you know. That Craig Conkin. Like Craig Conkin. That sounds like a deep, a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um. That was a deep cut. So, it, but speaking of deep cuts. Uh-huh. We're gonna pick like not a, a hit off of this album by okay. any stretch of the imagination. Actually, I do think that they meant this to be like the single, mm-hmm. but it just got kept, kept getting shuffled back for these other singles because Mr. Jones is such like a a mess kind of. Yeah, you know, it's not like a super tightly produced, um, put together to sound great. It's just ding, 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 ding. But it has yeah. like this weird energy to it that moves it beyond like the production and everything almost everything in it but as a whole right. it becomes like something that's engaging yeah you know? totally but it, you can tell that it's not like they're not hiring the making the ex the engineer stay late on it yeah you know that sort of thing but this one they do a little bit more of it okay and this is like do you know the um have you ever heard of the the writer saul bellow no a uh, jewish writer um i don't know i uh, read him in college quite a bit he he wrote the book Herzog, but he also wrote um, another book called The Rain King, hmm. which is about someone that, um, if I remember correctly, um, uh, it's somebody that's in in like a um, just going through a spiritual. He, he wrote these really like Herzog is like this is one that I really studied, but he's one of those people that will write down every thought and thing that happened to him in like mm-hmm. a period. And, and the book is like, oh, it's a day of this one guy's life, but he right. just thinks about everything that he does. Like, oh, I picked up these glasses and I got these glasses from my wife at this and yeah. we were here and then it goes on, you know what I'm saying? I see, yeah. And by the end of it, you've got like the whole thing, his whole life kind yeah. of, but it all happens in this sort of day and this very plodding and... um exhausting just exhausting type of academic sort of fictional writing but it's really highly creative and amazing that you can make yourself do that it's like it's like a Marcel Proust sort of thing like good lord like I'm glad that there was you because nobody else is ever going to fucking do that again you know what I'm saying like fuck you know and he's kind of like one of those and the Rain King is just another one of his shorter novels it's a little bit more accessible um, but man, it's like, this is like one of the songs that I listened to when I was really sick to kind of get motivated back into like feeling better. Mm. And it's just got like this really, um, spiritual lyric for me. Yeah. But it is also just very much a song of the fucking late nineties as yeah. well, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but, um, it's called the rain King and um like it's one of the best songs we're just walking around portland with it on the headphones sure so let's check that one out and see what you think and um i don't know the the symbology and stuff in this which which is like the great thing about um this band is like the lyrics are always like really just fucking top notch um he either does these really like weird metaphorical like transformational sort of like lyrical things or it's a very much day in a life and we'll end the we'll end this episode with a little bit of um, one of his like snapshots, you cool. know, there's a song about Nebraska that he does that is just miserable, but it is, you know, it's it's also pretty pretty interesting lyrically. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool. Um, let's listen to the Rain King. Let's do it. Do it.
All right. Yeah. Yeah, they've got he's got this really interesting like vocal cadence thing mm-hmm. where it is like this guy who's just kind of like rambling and ranting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And there's like a lot of it you're just like it kind of reminds me of like Bob Dylan stuff. Yeah. You know? And he does mention in the song not that song the song before I want to be Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So it's uh you know, it's yeah, the it's clear that's a big influence and uh it's interesting because it's it's more sing songy in a lot of parts, I guess, than Bob Dylan. Um, but like, it always kind of comes together. You're like, what is? It? Where is he going? And he's like, and I thought about this, and then I thought about that, and then I thought about this. You know, or yeah. what? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, it oh, does pull. Shit. It does pull itself out. Yeah, and it does so like really like satisfyingly for me. Yeah. Sometimes when it works, yeah, it works yeah. really well. Yeah. You know, I can't go deep on this band really, but when it works, it works as good as like just about anything. You totally. Know? And I see what you're saying. How this is, it makes me understand Counting Crows more because I'm like, oh, it's a very lyric heavy band. Oh sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because like with the, you know, it's the the music. It's like the, the music is definitely just like the the padding, and the band is very solid and tight and everything. But it's really like his. It's a vehicle for his, like, just poetry stuff. Right, you know? right. Yeah. I think that he did kind of start out as, like, a poet, you yeah. know, like one of the, one of that, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, for sure. Totally. Um, it's interesting, Mr. Jones, he's like that, that line where I want to be Bob Dylan. And he's like, Mr. Jones wishes he was someone just a little more funky. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because line. he realizes, I think he realizes that, like, you know, especially before this hit, you know what I'm saying? I think he he saw himself as the stumbling block as well as like the reason for the band, but like he, he had like you know what I'm saying? That's what's yeah. so special about Mr. Jones is he's like, you know, I, I, I wanna be Bob Dylan, but like the person the person that wants to get laid doesn't want to be Bob Dylan because yeah. that shit's not like that's that shit's the shit that we're like hoping hoping gets over. Yeah. You know, and then the rest of the stuff is the good stuff. Totally. You know? Um, but I just love it, like because the name of the, the name of the book by Saul Bellow is Henderson and the Rain King, and that's why they say Henderson's waiting for the sun, you know, because he's in okay. Africa waiting for the, the the sun and the Rain King and all that sort okay. of thing in gotcha. the book. Um, but yeah, no, like the just the imagery of like the bird and like mm-hmm. um, birth and sex and death and love, like all in the belly of a black winged bird. Yeah, it's crazy. dude. It's fucking. That's just so. Yeah, the lyrics are like. <sighs> They're so good that they kind of like outshine everything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With this band where it's like, and, and I think that's probably what makes it digestible for like a, a mainstream audience yeah. is like how mm-hmm. the the music like is, it's like C and G and like, you know, strum and guitar. Oh, sure. and it's just like super like digestible it was a college band go-to i mean like yeah. seriously like if you were a band you know, playing bars it, bands that played bars in, in my college mm-hmm. town like they all had like a couple counting crow song that they yeah. played you know because like why wouldn't you right you know yeah you don't it's really have money. to super sing it and yeah. you know what i'm saying everybody can sing a counting crow song at least as good as the guy singing it <laughs> yeah. you know i mean at yeah. least yeah, um, I mean he's he's got some like pipes when he wants to, but yeah, it's a lot of it is just kind of like you just remember the words and say them generally here kind right. of thing with conviction. With conviction, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where he really comes in, especially watching him is that he yeah. has like that level of like yeah 
this is my this is my deal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's gonna get out one way or another. Yeah, you know, totally. But um, he did kind of become like this weird sort of like sex symbol sort of thing, like where he like was starting to be really recognizable and like mm. started to date like models and things like that. Gotcha. And it just like ex- it just didn't didn't go well. You know what I'm saying? I think he had like a super breakdown and um, this next album, the album when he did the cover and some of the other stuff was like them trying to finish that album because like he kind of shut down creatively. Gotcha. You know, like his sweet spot was this before this album mm-hmm. in the sense where he was kind of groveling with the misery of yeah humanity and he was like hungering for this thing and yeah. he didn't know what to do artistically. Right. I don't think he ever got deep into like the drugs and the alcohol like Creed did. Okay. But his artistic thing just like it hit him right in the mm-hmm. artist, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it was a tough deal, yeah. you know, and I think I have to listen to some of the later stuff, but I don't know that it ever came back. Right. You know, it's hard. It's and so the hard. desire was gone was gone, you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. hunger for it was also kind of gone at the same time. Yeah. And at the same time he made a billion fucking dollars off of this album, so that kind of took the, you know, the Yeah, he's like, "Well, the financial I'll be fine for the rest of my yeah. life." So, yeah. fuck, you right. know. And he and I think he was fine for the yeah. rest of his life, you know, cuz this album sold like I don't remember what it was. It was over 20 million copies. I 20 think. Million? It was fucking one of the biggest albums of the 90s. Damn. Yeah. Huge. I mean, never mind levels. Yeah, it wow. was it was a huge, huge album. Oh wow! Um, so like he he also like really like focused on like he was like kind of a. It was back in the day where like you could be kind of like one of these socially aware, um, tough guy dudes kind of things. You know, like where you mm-hmm. kind of felt like you kind of feeling for the poor people and everything, mm-hmm. but. Um, you're still tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You didn't go all the way gay or whatever. Right. Like he was like kind of like the one that kind of like, well, maybe we can go all the way gay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's writing a lot of It's poetry. not far from here. It's yeah. like we just a couple more steps and we're all the way gay. Right. You know? Yeah. And so there is a little bit of like this super like hard on my sleeve, like social conscious thing mm-hmm. coming up mm-hmm. um, in the song that we're going to end, end this episode with. Cause I guess this is just going to be a shorty. Um because I guess there's not a whole lot to say, but it's a great album. You yeah. Know? Um, no, it's it's sick. I uh, I had something more to say, but I forget what it was. It was about the lyrics, how the lyrics are like way crazy. Yeah, I already said it, I guess, way crazier than the music. Um, I think that the fulcrum of the whole reason we're here. Yeah. You know, that's the reason we're here talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird genre of music. You know, that song was definitely made to sound like the Gin Blossoms or like, I don't know, those bands, those super radio-ready bands mm-hmm. that were out at that time doing like Flagpole Sitter and I don't know, that that kind of yeah. genre of stuff that was coming out. You know, Harvey yeah. Danger was one of the bands right, and I don't know, right. Sex and Candy, that whole era of those, those like Iris those songs that yeah. were just like, and you can tell that Rain King was definitely crafted to be the single to fit into that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's as single as I think that this band got, which is weird because all the songs that they weren't weren't meant to be singles were the ones that really took off. Yeah. But um, he must have spent a lot of time in the Midwest or in um, Nebraska and Kansas in like that, that area because he writes a lot about it. Um, 
and it also like I guess one of the reasons this album kind of um, also like kind of stuck with me is like I while I was in Wyoming that's only like one state over and it, he does really capture like the desperation of like growing up in like a small town yeah. sort of thing or a medium sized town in the middle of nowhere right you know where there's just no like I don't know just not much hope yeah for, for getting out or getting anything different or right. Even like it just seems like the possibilities. Like when I was growing up in my hometown, like not only did it seem like I was never, you couldn't get out or anything, but it felt like the the possibilities of that our parents were enjoying in that town were rapidly like leaving that town. Yeah, you like know you're what I'm shrinking. Saying? Your world was getting smaller. Yeah, the options for like having the same kind of good life in uh, the place that we were trapped as my parents were like not even there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Um, yeah, I was like, I was talking to my mother the other day, you know, and she's like, yeah, you know, it's so weird that like the manager of this place has been at the manager of this place now for 20 years, you know, and like everybody else that um, would work in that job would get promoted because he's so great, you know. Yeah. But like if you're the manager of like a, you know, like a Big Lots or a Starbucks or some sort of chain thing in Casper, mm -hmm. like you don't ever get promoted from that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's nowhere to go. I mean, yeah. they're not going to move you to, like, wherever the Cheyenne other store whatever, is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's no... They just have you there forever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's there's no way to get any better, you know, or get more, like... I don't know. It's just really weird and really kind of a trap sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I was amazed. Like, I still think about that. Like, I was still amazed that, like, when I got to Portland... And I'm just like, because I'd always wanted to like work like retail in, in, in Wyoming, you know right. what I'm saying? And they would, no one would ever let me work retail. They're just like, all right, we can put an application, you know, that sort of yeah. deal. Like, we're not going to, we're definitely not going to hire you for that. So you're like, you're going to go work in the kitchen or you're going to go right. bust some fucking rocks. Right. Or you're going to do some sort of like thing that you are going to go do, <laughs> right. you know, that is right for you. Right. That's, this is not the right thing for you. Right. But the right thing for you is much more fucking miserable, right. you know? And so those are the kind of jobs that I did, you know, haul the yeah. fucking heavy shit and that right. sort of thing. Um, and when I got to Portland, I'm like, well, I know it's crazy. It's, yeah. I know it's it, it's like a dream, but <laughs> I I'm gonna soon go like to Lloyd Center and I'm gonna apply at the bookstore. Yeah, both of the bookstores that Ooh. they had at that time. You yeah, know? and I'm like, you know, I may as well because I need to go do a couple things at, at the mall anyway, and my ass doesn't have a job, and I just got here. You know, it'll be kind of like a good way to like get my feet wet in the big city before I go get a job like breaking rocks. Yeah. Because if they won't hire me to work retail in yeah. Casper, Wyoming. Fancy fucking Portland sure as shit isn't going to hire right. me to work retail. Right, you know what right, I'm right. saying? Yeah. And sure enough, like within like, like... We'll take it. Within 12 hours, like they called me and they're like, can we get you in for an interview? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can start right People now. People don't like working oh, yeah. here. <laughs> they don't like it. <laughs> and we I'm don't like, understand. And I'm like, really? Really? You know, like, okay, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, you know? Totally. It was, um, yeah, it was a new experience for them and for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was so happy to be working at the fucking mall. They're like, this guy's happy to be working here. And they're like, why are you dressed so nice? And I'm like, dude, I can wear, like, nice clothes to, like, work. Yeah. You know, I don't have to wear, like, I don't have to wear Carhartt pants. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be, like, 
doing any roofing today or like painting, you know, or whatever it is, you know, like I am going to be, or like working in the fucking cook checks or whatever the fuck that I wore. Motherfucker cook checks. I would just go out sometimes afterwards in the cook checks. Sure. And those fuckers smelled like a fucking meat wagon. (laughs) It was fucking horrible. I think I've hung out with people who do that, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, you just smell, you just... Like, like yeah. you just like take your ass and just like put it in the grossest part of the kitchen floor. Yeah, just screech up grease. It's They're rough. so gross, dude. It's rough. They make them check so you can't see the fucking just splooge of stains <laughs> and fucking organic vileness. Illusion. So much organic <laughs> vileness in those things. Yeah. Those should those things you should not be able to sit in the restaurant wearing the things that people wear while they're no, cooking. definitely not. Because no. the top part is always clean. You always have your like your, your your chef thing is always like if you go out in the restaurant it's white. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the pants they, they can't do that. You know, so they yeah. just make the pants you just can't see fucking yeah, shit. Totally. Yeah. And it's a special kind of check. It's this. It's, I don't know. It's Irish. I think it's an Irish pattern. It's a ha- it's a houndstooth style pattern that is specially uh, made yeah. to fuck with your eyes that you can't <laughs> see color in That's it. You so know, funny. it makes you go, "Whoa, what's yeah, going on?" Ah, look away. But if you get close into it, you're like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Like that part is just like crunchy. Yeah, yeah. that was gross. But um, so let's let's listen to a really depressing song about the Midwest, Benny. All right, and um, we'll bid everybody a fond adieu. Unless you got more business, we can come back. We'll come back afterwards because I maybe you'll have some things to say about this one. Yeah, because this is just about as bleak as I think that '90s pop music ever got. And this is the All song. Right. I decided not to do the song Omaha just because it's it's. I think I don't think you're ready for that one. I don't know. But we're gonna do round. I'm he- having a good day. We're so. gonna do round here, and okay. I think that's gonna be a win. So cool. Cool. We'll be Let's right back it. with it. Around here. So I was totally wrong. That's not about the Midwest at all. That's totally about Hollywood. Um, oh, but I, was I definitely picturing the Midwest. Yeah, I no, like, huh. I definitely was picturing the Midwest when I listened to it back then because, I'm like, both, both the, I remember these first two songs on the album just being like, "Oh shit!" Like he knows like what I'm going through, but he's totally talking about Hollywood. How do you know? Because she's like, as she walks. Um, the space between the ocean and the shore, like a tightrope. Oh. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of references. See, you're so much more locked in with the lyrics than I am. I've it's... been listening to it for 40 years. Okay, fine. That's you know, fair. You yeah, got yeah, yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, okay. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm like riding it. But this is your first time. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's the kind of thing that, like, I used to, um, as a writer, like, I would just transcribe lyrics. Yeah. Have you done that for songs before? Have you been like so into it that you're just like, oh, I got to write down what it is so I can read it all? Yeah, I've done it yeah. before. It's been a long time. It was actually with, like rap songs, I think. Back yeah, then. yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's what's. No, I know that's not what started me. No, um, but um, I did a lot of the early rap songs too, mm. the, especially Public Enemy. Mm. But there was nowhere like you were. That was one of the first things that the internet like eliminated the need right. for. Is like, lyrics. oh my god, lyrics! You could look up any lyrics ever, and I still remember like that being like one of the big sells. Yeah. In like the mid '90s, is like, 
I can just look up the lyrics of anything and it's just going to yeah. be right here Sick. and I'll know what it is. Yeah. You know, and there are ones that we'd been arguing about for fucking ever. Yeah. You oh, know, man. Yeah. And it would be so frustrating, yeah. you know, and you're like, now we can just look it up. Yeah. You know, so what are we going to talk about now? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. You yes. were right. Yeah. Or you were wrong. It's it's so it's so crazy. And sometimes both everybody was wrong. Yeah. You yeah. know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, super cool. That was I, that's a, that's a bunch of memories right there for sure. Yeah, that's a cool song, man. And it is uh, sad, and uh, it is bizarre to think that that was like on the radio. Yeah, um, big hit, big hit, yeah. big hit. Yeah, cool. And like a kind of got like a suicide thing at the end, yeah. and yeah, not super happy. Not super happy. Not super happy. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting with this band like it's definitely one of those things where i think a lot of the words would hit me more if i was reading along you know mm, yeah kind of a thing for sure but um but yeah no that dude's talented he's got like pipes you know yeah and I think he he's very good at like using you know he only hits his like top of his register like one point during the song mm-hmm. it's very like carefully done you know right so the the dude definitely like is very tasteful with what he's doing yeah he's like a fully I mean he's kind of like the Creed guy that he's like a fully formed entity when he arrived yeah you know what I'm saying like he has his own locked in style yeah what i guess the creed is like his own like a <laughs> lot like any <Eddie laughs> better right and um what's the guy in stone temple violets that um uh, scott, and up here. Scott, yeah scott mm, not walker well, uh, wayland scott wayland yeah um so many scots yeah damn that was a huge name when yeah. that was like <laughs> was a, a in like name. the beginning of the 70s. Scott. That was a huge name. I went to I went to grade school with like a lot of Scots. Dude, it's one of those names where if you say it like 15 times in a row, you're like what the fuck are we doing yeah, out Scott, here naming Scott, people? Scott, Scott, yeah. Scott. Scott. Like it sounds like the sound you make, the sound your shoe makes when you like catch the curb a little bit. <laughs> you know, Scott. Uh, you know. Yeah, it I guess it does. It seems like a normal name to me. No, you it know, is, like though. Chad and Scott and all those are normal names. They are normal. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying like they... they you went to school with a bunch of like... Was Dylan? Was that Dylan? Dylan's was your age? Brandon Tanners. There were some Tanners for sure. Dylan, Brandon, Tanner. Lots of Travis. Was there some Travis? Travis's, Kyle's. Oh, uh, Kyle. Uh, lots yeah. of Kyle's. Kyle. Yeah. And then I, you know, Kevin had kind of died out. Yeah, there were some Kevin. There were some Kevin still. Okay, there some yeah, Kevins. some Kevin still. Yeah, there's definitely some Kevins. And then like the girls, you know, Julia was still yeah. a thing, and like, um, like Emily and like, yeah. uh, Emily went through just a huge. That's my sister's name. Uh, and like, oh. wow, yeah, she yeah. Uh, that went through a huge boost. I've always thought Emily is a really nice name. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like just sound wise, and I wish it was a really nice sister to go along <laughs> with that really nice name. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is the mysterious Konkin sibling that I've not, I've never met. Yeah, probably never will. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know how that would happen. Yeah, maybe. It's Who knows? Hopefully, we'll make. We'll, we'll, hopefully, she'll stop hating me someday. I don't know. All we'll right. see. Well, you're gonna have to give her the credit where it's due. 
Because hmm? she she wrote your novel, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the crazy. You're going to have to be ever. like, yep, you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to. <laughs> you know, and I would probably. And, and, and uh, no, there's no way. You know, I just like, damn. That's mm-hmm. so, it's just that's so deeply crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. for everybody listening at home, like, she accused me of stealing her novel. Whoa. Um, going into her room when she was on the mountain in a period of like 45 minutes and transcribing it all by hand because it wasn't in a computer. It wasn't like I, I lifted it out of a computer. Right. I just wrote it all out myself mm-hmm. and then copied it and presented it as my novel to like all of our mutual people that we knew, like our family members. Is this the green sky? Yeah, yeah. And um, it's huh. just so crazy and blatantly not true that like, it's just so blatantly not true. It's just like, not, not is it like technically impossible for me to do what what it was yeah. that supposedly I did? Because she wrote me this hateful letter explaining to me like what I did and when I did it and how I, all that sort of thing. And it's just like technically impossible. Right. Is she um, borderline? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like I that. Think so. Yeah, she's walking the border between the ocean and the, yeah, right, shore, and the shore too. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. a little bit. You know, God bless her. I love her, but I mean, um, damn, that that was a heartbreaker too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, but she won't let anybody that's read my novel read her version of it too. You know Whoa. what I'm saying? Like she won't show anybody proof, which would be the easiest thing in the world if she like could produce my novel written in her handwriting. Yeah. You know that would, be, that would be that would be seriously like I would be thing. amazed. You know what I'm saying? Like I would be amazed. I wouldn't be amazed because I would. That's impossible. That's why she hasn't shown anybody that. You well, know that's why like, it would be amazing because you'd be like, how the fuck? How the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wild. I feel like there's there's more there. That that's a whole podcast worth of. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, it is worth um, of stuff. I just don't want to put her on blast and make no, it even worse yeah. than it than it is. Does she still know? live with your mom? She lives in Casper. She lives in yeah, Casper. she lives in Casper. Um, in my one of a, one of the houses that my my family owns. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a little bit of um, Grey Gardens. It's a, it's got a little Grey Gardens mm. going on. Don't know what that means. That's a documentary about two crazy old women that live in a house uh, and just kind of like get crazier and crazier yeah, in the house. Yeah, gotcha. Got, got <laughs> yeah. yeah, but these okay. are really rich heiresses, and it's a great documentary. If you've oh. ever seen the documentary, it'd be a good one to watch with the with the with the lady with the lady because okay. it's just some really like it's like early freak. It's kind of like the Dance and Outlaw. Oh, you don't know the Outlaw. Just Josie Outlaw Jesse. Oh, Jesse, whatever his name is. No, no, no. It's um the dancing outlaw Jesco. Jesco. Oh, um, you've told me about this guy. The I fabulous, seen it. the fabulous whites. Yeah, no, I yeah. haven't seen it though. You've, you've oh. mentioned this a lot. Yeah, yeah. we got to we got to get some dancing outlaw going. So okay. I don't know how to find that movie, but man, it's that's like that's some crazy. Cool. Sh- that's some crazy shit. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. So we'll maybe do that. We can talk about the the the, the fabulous whites next time. Uh, yep, I'm one of them. No, God, no. No, Oh, God, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, my God, no. This is a level of, like, society that's Benny, like, hopefully you don't even know exists. I didn't until I saw it. Like, I thought I was, had been around, like, why, as wide a trash as the trash gets. Yeah. You know, the trash I'd been around had been out in sun so long that whatever markings that it had on it when I long bleached away, 
and it was so white and trashy that it yeah. was just amazing. This when I saw it was like there's a whole nother level of this in like the woods in the mountains of the east of like the Appalachian Mountains. It was just it's just a different level of fucked up. Damn. All the Yeah, I that, know I that know level of that level of hillbilly garbage is just yeah. like wow, dude. Yeah. It's fascinating though. Sure. There's a part of me that like yeah, like when I was in Turkey, like there's parts of me that like, oh, that neighborhood looks super fucking sketchy to get off here, and I yeah. kind of wanted to get off there and go right. check it out, see what it's like, because it's so like just Foreign. something about it just gets that adrenaline going. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like the idea of like, and even like where my parents are from, there's some of these little towns that are just out in the middle of like, you just know that nothing good going on out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. You know, it's nothing, nothing. Nothing Christian been going on in that little town since the 1940s, you know, and it's just like a couple who's still hanging on here. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. But those little towns in the east are just, wow. When you get off on the main highways and get back into those woods, like, damn, dude. Just go the dancing outlaw. That's what you get. That's where it goes. At least they made a documentary about it. Yeah. God and bless like them. Soft white underbelly shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like. Well. <sighs> yeah. No. These people are more f- soft white underbelly is just like that's some ethnographic fucking horror show. Yeah. These folks have got more agency than those people. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I guess. These are the folks that would prey off of uh, soft white underbelly. Uh, you yeah. know, those those are the neighbors that are coming over and like stealing their fucking um, food stamps right you know what i'm saying yeah yeah getting those th- getting those boys addicted to pills or whatever right. you know yeah. what I mean? here's some pills retard that's sad. Th- that's that's who jessica the dancing outlaws gotcha yeah bless his heart bless his heart all right well thanks for listening to some counting crows Woo, you know? yeah should we listen to one more send everybody yeah, home i think we're probably good <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Three three for three is probably okay. (laughs) I might just put some on the the Bluetooth so you have to listen to it anyway. Yeah, Yeah, there Uh, you go. I gotta gotta go. (laughs) No, he's already making, I can tell he's already already formulating his exit in his brain. I'm formulating. (laughs) I gotta sit in front of a Zoom call for What do you guys talk about on the phone? Do you just work together on the phone? Is that what you do? Yeah, What is, I I, want to know what the dynamic is. So we're on Zoom. We're each at our workstations, right? Jeremy can pull up his Ableton screen. So everybody he can has the down. final projects and uh. he can share it, share the audio. So we see what he's doing, right? And we hear it. And then right now it's kind of like Patty and I giving him notes. Now, are you on one thing and Patty's on a separate unit? Or are you and Patty together Me on and Patty one? Are okay, together. okay, okay. Yeah, and then Jeremy is on the other end. And then we're just like going through each song. Patty's talking about notes. You know, I'm talking about little <laughs> things here and there, mm-hmm. mainly just there for like moral support at this point. Yeah. Because uh, Jeremy's like the one who can implement all the stuff for various like technical reasons. Um, now, is, is Jeremy taking notes or is he fixing it on the fly? Depend- he, depending. It depends. It depends okay. on the note because some of it involves, depending on the note, if it's something like yeah, this ba- if it's a if it's a note that's kind of like ambiguous, this bass drum just needs to hit harder. Mm. It's not hitting hard enough. He'll be like, okay, all right, 
I'll try to see what I can do about that. But if it's something like, oh, can you turn this guitar up a little bit? That's something easy. Concrete, that's you're that's like, easy, all right, I'll do that right now. Fix, right. Or like this okay. beat needs to cut out right here. No, you can do that. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. So it depends on the note. Okay, gotcha. And then, you know, um, yeah. So so how how far, like, um, for the for the dumbass um, over here? on this side of the of, of the computer like how much like music let's say that you do like a three hour zoom you're doing like three or four hours what are you doing like what's yeah the... four or five probably with maybe some breaks here Sometimes so six. like are you getting like uh, a minute's worth of music done in like an hour it's not really like that it's like we're going through like multiple songs listening to them they're like done and tracked and recorded and everything and now we're just like tweaking and adjusting little tiny things and, okay. and and patty will have like you know these general thoughts and things about it that we're trying to like wrangle into concrete notes if that makes sense uh-huh. like a lot of his notes will be a little bit more like ethereal sure and like feeling based about Good. the song you know yeah, right right like th- it's just not right right and you know and that which can be frustrating obviously like you're just like well fuck you know like We've heard the song a million times. None of us have like any brand new fresh ideas, but also you're kind of right. There is something wrong with this mm-hmm. and we can't figure out what it is. Sure. And so we, then that's what we're like sit, sitting around doing. And so sometimes it, it's not even like a, like if we're talking about like how you might be stuck on one thing for a while. Yeah. We might be stuck on like sure. four bars for like an hour and a half. Right. You know, and then to... breeze through, but then, then you'll breeze through fucking a whole yeah. bunch of shit. Yeah. But the rest of the song's gotcha. done. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, so, so would you say you've listened through, through the whole album with, Oh, you've done one, one pass through of everything, at yeah. least with all the notes. And now you're like second or third pass exactly. through of everything. Yeah. We're about to do, we're gearing up to do the final pass through, tomorrow or saturday so that we can upload it like f- the final songs to the distro kid on and you have to do that how many days Sunday. before release uh ideally like two weeks before release okay so yeah so two two weeks exactly will be monday but we want to try to do it a little bit earlier so that we can announce officially the release date on monday oh gotcha okay and the mo- Monday is the fifteenth. Monday is the seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that'll Woo! be nice. That'll be. You're gonna have so much free time after that. It's gonna be crazy. I know. Well, yeah. sort of. I mean, it, then it's gonna go into like music videos and visuals. It's that, still gonna feel like just a bunch of free time because you won't be sitting with that computer and doing true. that sort of thing. Yeah. Arts and crafts time. Arts and crafts time is gonna feel like vacation. Yeah. That's yeah, true. For sure. Yeah. It'll be just like fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of like putting the finishing touches on the whole thing. Yeah. This is the like the week that everybody thinks about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when they think like, oh, I'm going to be like a, a, a rapper or mm-hmm. I'm going to be like a recording artist. Mm-hmm. They think of like this last week. Right. You know, maybe a little bit of the record. The, the first week that you do it when you're like doing the actual like tracks and putting in all the music and the singing and the vocals and everything and then there's that long slog that nobody thinks about when they think about music and then they think about the last bit where you're just like you know i need more cowbell you know what i'm saying like you're in the need more cowboy stage which is like the part right before like now it's time to go do the video and the tour yeah exactly you know what i'm saying and they don't realize like the mind numbing yeah at least the way you're doing it you know where you're doing everything yourself yeah exactly normally there'd be a bunch of lackeys and you would just be like 
chilling you know, on a beach, slapping hookers and doing yeah. fucking cocaine by the someplace in the south of France where right. they don't care about that no, sort of thing. What a laugh. But not With now. I could have lived. But not now. You're an office manager now. Yeah. That's what you are. I know. That's all right. But you got to wear jeans every day. Yeah. Or, or shorts. Or shorts. Yeah. yeah. You, it's, you could, you could, I could wear You could make underwear. your own dress code. Yeah. That's the rock and roll lifestyle it now. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> it is. I got my own dress code. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's not bad no. at all. I mean, you could have worn that to the dispensary for sure. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, you would have got away with it. Yeah, I would have, yeah. But yeah. I would have gotten some looks. Like, no, who would have given you looks? Maybe in the, beginning. in the beginning. Maybe for your camo hat, but no, I don't think so. You got a kitty cat. You got a kitty cat um, t-shirt. Yeah, it's a little scary, but it's still it's still, it's still in kitty cat zone. Yeah. And then you're fine. Yeah, yeah. got a kitty cat on the pants. Too. I mean, you might get some looks from me for the Crocs, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. They're comfy. Everybody's behind the counter, though. My mother got Crocs. Everyone's got them. Julie's like, what do you think of these? And I'm like, they're fucking Crocs. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you don't like them? You I'm don't like, like a Croc. This is what is wrong with you. <laughs> yes. This is what is mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, you know, do not understand the fashion. You don't understand fashion as they it pertains so to modern culture. These are so nice. You do not even know what is nice. This is yeah. so nice. Oh, my God. And I'm like, they're fucking Crocs, dude. They're, they're like, I'm Crocs. not, not going to wear that. If you <laughs> get that for me, I'm not going to wear no, it. I'm not wearing you know? it. So, like, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. it. Here's my moccasins. And I showed her a picture of the, my moccasin. She's like, they are like house slippers. You do not have to go in the street. Of course you would not wear that outside. She's like, right. uh, yeah. So she's got some standards. Yeah, She's not quite out here in, out here in hippie left coast. <laughs> Pockets, Betty. Just out there showing his Crocs to everybody. I'm cool. The Crocs are just beyond the pool. He's taking those Crocs so far from water. <laughs> it's really like, I don't know what's, I really what's going on. Yeah, no, sad. I mean, they were just, they're supposed to just be for work. But are those actually the Croc brand, or is that a different kind of... No, that's kind of a... They're Croc brand. It's like, a, okay. Well, good for you. That's good. Yep. They're the classics. At least you're, at least you're on, on target with them. Oh, yeah. And you got those for working at the um the barbecue cars. Yeah, there you non, go. They're non-slip. Non-slip. And you couldn't tell if like you spilled something on that space space zone. I mean, they used to look real bright and shiny, but now they're just They're better weathered. now. They're better now. They're better now. They they've calmed down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. they have. No, they they're just like space isn't like imploding right now. It's just kind of it's just it's kind of chill. You know what I'm saying? I like my thunder crocs. Yeah, it's not um last starfighter anymore. It's more of like alien. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of a dark, more of a more of a horrific space. But it's yeah. nice. That's true. All right. Well, we're hit like 50 minutes on this motherfucker. Woo! I don't know how we did that. We squeezed it out. Just fucking packing the value into this. That's so right. Give so us some money, everybody. You better. Tell him bye, Spenny. You better fucking give me money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Bye. I love you.